Welcome to Beyond the Bottom Line on the future of women's awakening, fulfillment and success with Anna Letitia Cook of Women Up Limited and Didi Ananda Rashmika of Mujer Despierta. Hello, today is the inaugural episode of Beyond the Bottom Line, a monthly exploration about women's awakening and fulfillment so that all women may reach their full potential being their full feminine selves, which we think is really important. I'm joined by Didi Anandam Rashmika. We're going to be talking about a variety of topics, such as what is success, both inner and outer, the importance of health, or if we can't put full focus on health, at least of good balance, fulfillment, freedom of choice, our purpose in life, resilience. This is something that we both think is very important because it can really help people understand how useful setbacks and struggles and things like that can be in actually reaching success. We also thought we'd talk about spiritual practice because this can be a great base for personal growth. So we'll probably have one program about that. Um, which will include things like the workings of the mind, dealing with emotions and fears and the things that we really struggle with sometimes. Another thing, because Didi's very much into yoga, as am I, but she's the real expert, we're going to include something about the working of the asanas, which is the yoga postures, um, and how they can help the endocrine system, regulating glands and hormones, and these relate as well to the mind, the emotions. So therefore, you can feel much better from yoga practice. We'll also be giving you practical tips and tweaks, things to do with the way we've been brought up, what we believe unconsciously without really being aware of it. And then also things like the ideals that have been imposed on us, the things that really stop us being as free as we want. So that's enough of me giving you a long list because I'm sure you want to get down to hearing about the main topic of today, which is what is success, both inner and outer success. So hi Didi, I know you're a real expert about this because you were <laughs> so successful in the city and now you're so successful here. So tell me, what do you think about success? What is it? What can it be for different people? And what do you think is the difference between inner and outer success? Hi, Anna, um, and all listeners. In the definition of success that we are many times confronted with is the idea of social success, which I would refer to as the outer success, mm -hmm. the um, societal success of a good job, good career, good house, car, etc., etc. all those things outside of myself which um, in society I value to give, give a certain kind of status. Um, someone is successful when they have a good job that pays well and they can afford good holidays far away to the sun. Um, but what we find, what we can see, and all of us have examples of that in our lives, is that um, there are many people with that, so, that type of outer success who resort to alcohol, drugs, um, lots of unhealthy things in order to fill a void that they may feel inside. It doesn't necessarily mean that someone who has that kind of outer success 
actually feels happy, fulfilled, um, or happy and fulfilled basically are the key ingredients for the inner success. Um, when one wakes up in the morning feeling good about life and what they're doing, um, yeah. making a contribution even, well, that is a usually a result of feeling good inside. Yeah, but what I believe, and tell me if you agree as well, I think we should focus on this inner success actually becoming part of the outer success. Uh, so we end up with a real holistic success because I agree with you totally what you're saying that what people class as success in quotation marks is always material yeah. uh, and they don't think about things like health, like fitness, like mm. fulfillment, even at work. I mean, you can be fulfilled at work. They don't yeah. think about freedom of choice. Yeah. Because they've been conditioned, probably unconsciously, because a lot of us really aren't aware of why we're doing something. We just have this feeling of tiredness or lack of energy or frustration or even just we're uneasy. We're not comfortable in our own skin. And a lot of this is to do with having a conflict inside us to what we really want to do deep down that's got hidden somehow with what we think we want to do because everybody around us is saying, you should, you should, this is good, yep. blah, blah, blah. And it doesn't really sit with us. I mean, Rather than just um, side by side, I would say inner success, if inner success precedes the outer success, imagine that you can handle your emotions, you can, you can face your fears, um, you have the confidence to do what you really want to do, the confidence to follow your dreams, which, as you mentioned many times, gather dust over the years, yeah. over the years of conditioning, that's not what you should be doing, especially if someone has a dream of, for example, doing something artistic. Yeah. Um, but in the family, it's more appreciated to study law, medicine, or accounting or whatever something that is more solid in the society as such or that can give more money and status etc yeah. um, and if if you can control your mind you can control your emotions you can control your fears you can that that kind of inner success Mm -hmm. Don't you think it'd be very easy after that to attain outer success? If you have the confidence and the, the drive and, and the resilience to, to resist um, possible so-called failure um, yeah. or to deal with whatever will come on your way of fulfilling that dream or, or chasing your dream. Yes, yes. The, the outer success is, is, look, anyone who has ever tried to meditate knows that the mind is um, like a mad monkey, right? <laughs> exactly. Imagine you'd be able to control your mind and your fears and your emotions, and you can handle all of that. Yes. Then what? Um, um, chasing something in the outside world, like your dream job, yeah, is less of a big deal. Yes. Yeah. If you have all the confidence, the self-esteem, etc. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. And I don't know. So control. Control to me sometimes mm. can block creativity. 
Oh, maybe um, I should explain my when I say control of emotions. Yeah, I'm, I don't I'm mean more of release. Uh, <laughs> well, yeah, I don't mean control in the sense of um, um, this rigid kind of we put it in a box and with a stoic face we continue yeah. our journey. <laughs> not, not at all. I mean, you know me a bit, and that's not. Yes. how I do things no, um, in, the sense of, uh, in the sense of not being controlled by your emotions yes okay we yeah. usually talk about control in that sense right but um, for example okay I can um, uh, I have a fear but I can handle it yes I have a passion I channelize it in such a way that it helps me um, yeah. I have um, an, an attachment but I can let go of it yeah right yeah. Maybe the better way is to say to not be controlled by your emotions or to rather have a balanced and healthy relationship with your emotions because there's no way you are going to be free from anger. But to express anger in the right way with the right people in a way that it doesn't eat you up, but it creates a better situation outside, that's an art. Yes, yeah, definitely. And so if we think back, obviously it's difficult think of me at my age um and as a lot of you will know i am one of the more mature ladies around <laughs> mature in number of years possibly not mentally but never mind um for somebody like me with all the years of working in business of um growing up in the the type of background i had which was lovely but you had the habit of certain things were good certain things were bad certain things were okay and you know there was an expectation of what you were going to do and then in business there's an expectation that you are going to go for a seat on the board or you're going to try and become a director or you're going to lead a company or you know it's all ambition higher level etc yeah how do you think we can become aware of what is almost conditioning that we follow without questioning and how can we peel away some of those layers to get back to the the free spirit that's within us and i don't mean free spirit woo woo hippie you know crazy <laughs> but the actual the freedom to choose the the uninfluenced part of us which is normally where our creativity our passion our purpose our energy really lies have you got any ideas for for how to do that i think what is really important especially in the current um, world where we are online almost 24 7 um, to have time offline by yourself yeah now <laughs> um in nature or in a secluded place or just in your own home but undisturbed by others and offline as in um to connect with yourself for that you need time by yourself yes right that's um and having time to develop hobbies now that's really important for the younger generation. I'm not quite as mature as you, but I'm not 18 anymore either. Um, <laughs> to, uh, um, it would be really good. Of course, we have people who have children or adolescents. Or 
if children have time to develop hobbies, so they develop themselves, they develop interests, they know what they really like to do. That's a really important part of self-development. Yes. Um, I think kids now with more online time get less time for that. And, and why is it so important to develop hobbies? Because you get an idea of where your interests lie. Yes. Um, if you're passionate about the work that you do, it doesn't matter if uh, you would be uh, paid for it or not. You know, yeah. like, like one way to figure out if, some, if you're passionate about something or not is to say, um, would I be doing this work if I wouldn't be paid for it? Ha, good question. Exactly. Yeah. And if you be doing that work, okay, I, something of my personal background, even when I was studying um, applied mathematics, even before I went to London to work in the city, um, I remember doing my, my usual studies and I had started reading self-development books about mind and about, and it was like a new world to me. And I could really be reading those books for three hours and I would feel five minutes had passed. Yes. And I would have to go back to my, <clears throat> my maths and three hours really felt like three hours or more. <laughs> and, and it's not, I mean, I love maths and, and um, but, but there was something that really uh, spoke to me about developing myself. And I mean, now I don't even, some of those books, if I read them again, I'm like, oh no, I would be doing this differently and be doing this differently. But of course that's part of a process. Yeah. But the realization that I would be doing that and the time would fly means yes. you're in a certain flow. Yeah. Um, that really gives you an idea of that's what you're interested in doing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I'm, I agree. And I know but we need to dedicate time at that, dedicate time at either reading or exploring. Um, because if we don't, how are we going to figure out what's going on inside? Yeah. Yeah. I know one of the, the questions that I give when I'm coaching, you know, for people that want to really discover themselves and yeah. who they are and really get to know themselves is what games did you play when you were a child? What make-believe games did you play? And yeah. were they games that you came up with or games that your parents taught you to do? Yeah. Um, because normally the ones that we come up with and invent ourselves, they're... Yeah very close to where our passions lie yeah. and similarly for films when you watch a film or when you read a book um if you really associate yourself with certain heroes or anti-heroes um yeah. it's what characteristic what character trait that they have that you really associate with or you're inspired by or you feel is good or bad because that's such a good way of helping you um i suppose retrieve your values or your beliefs which mm. maybe have got hidden over the years because of well, because of what life throws at us and because of the different paths we take and i think that can be a great way to get back deep down to to peel the layers away and try to get like a, a solid base of where you yeah. are and where you want to be. What it's you interesting you that? mentioned it's yeah. interesting you mentioned childhood and I hadn't thought even about this for a long, long time. Um, surely I'm not the only one who was in a school and we were sometimes asked to write um, even to write prayers. 
yes. or to write some creative writing as a kid in, a, in primary school. Yeah. And I hadn't thought about it for a long time, but when I was little, um, even one of those was published in a school journal, you know, like that was still stenciled at that time. Um, yeah. And it was like, if children would rule the world, Yes. You know, and, and all the things I was writing was about, well, I want to change the world. I want to change the world. Yeah. yeah. And similar prayers more in the sense of um, um, what do you wish for the world? Yeah. You know? Yeah. And well, it's interesting that it took me, um, you know, some years of doing many other things before I could come back to this. But I think that's also, which is important because I, my idea from when I was little, well, the way to save the world is like, you'd have to be a doctor, which is not my kind of thing, yeah. um, or a social worker or, you know, and I would never study sociology because all, all that kind of reading was not my thing. I like the clear cut uh, yeah. approach of mathematics. Yeah. While now, of course, um, I know that there's many other ways to do that. And I even remember when I was walking one day um, after working in the city, in, I mean, working in the office in the city, I was walking to the tube station and I remember feeling or sensing like there is a job for me out there. I just haven't met it yet. Because if 20 years ago, someone would have told me you would have become a nun. I'm like, no way. Right. Um, because the kind of ideas that I had of what it means to be a nun um, growing up in a, in a Catholic family, etc., I couldn't identify with that. Yeah. So there's many times when we are younger, we don't have a certain, we don't have the complete vision of the possibilities that there are Yes. of how you can express a certain kind of dream in the world. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. What kind of jobs, jobs, so-called jobs or, or types of work are available? Everybody knows the baker and the teacher and the, the pilot. But many other things not, and it's much. There's there's so much more variety in which we can make our contribution to the world or to the society than what we are presented with earlier on. Yes. I think for that again, very important to have own time. Read. There's now there's so many blogs of people doing amazing things in the world. Yeah. Get but, ideas. Nourish your mind. Yes. Yeah, I agree. But also, I think a lot of us when we choose what we want to do or don't want to do particularly if we're teenagers at the time mm -hmm. a lot of it is strongly influenced either by parental guidance in one direction or another or rebellion against the parental guidance or the the school system or something like that because yeah I know my mother I mean I had two big dreams when I was a kid and I'm not doing either of them, but please believe me, I do like what I'm doing. So, you know, <laughs> but it was either to be a ballerina um, and I started doing ballet when I was three and I absolutely loved it. Um, uh -huh. And I was asked to go and audition at one of the, the ballet schools um, and my mother supported me in that. Now, my mother and I always had a slightly conflictual relationship, um, mm -hmm. even from the age of about eight. And uh -huh. so I refused because she wanted me to. Um, uh -huh. <laughs> and then I've regretted it, obviously, but that was my act of rebellion. Um, and yeah. then what I, the other thing I was really interested in, because my dad was a farmer, um, and so, you know, we all had agricultural, rural hobbies, things like that. Um, yeah. I wanted to breed horses, uh, which 
my vision was I would take over the farm and I would breed horses on the farm instead of fruit. Um, yeah. But my mother was completely against that and absolutely freaked at the whole idea. So mm. that she, you know, because of the, the difficult situation, I didn't. But then my school wanted me to sit for Oxbridge um, and they were really insistent and I couldn't think of anything worse. You know, for me, it was the biggest nightmare. But yeah. it's really interesting to see, just looking at myself, you know, for anyone who's listening, look at me as a, an example of how I didn't do what I wanted because yeah. of the influence from, you know, school, from parents, etc. Yeah. Uh, and it took me 30 years. 40, 30 years, it must have been <laughs> at least 30 years for me to realize that mm. I wasn't doing what I wanted and to realize why. So yeah. I think it's incredible how we can get distracted by things and we're just not aware of it. Yeah. And I think that's why so many people, when they think about success, um, they're really not sure. And also, people at work often they've got this this lack of energy or frustration or just something seems to be missing. Yeah. And I'm sure that this is something to do with the conflict of what success really is for each individual person. And mm -hmm. it's almost like we try to put ourselves in somebody else's pigeonhole. Yeah. What do you think? Do you think, have you seen that with your your experience? I mean, both in the city and also now with the the work that you're doing. Have you seen those type of things? Oh, absolutely. <clears throat> there is um, when we have here we have retreats, um, which are kind of self development spiritual retreats. Um, we, for example, we have many accountants. For some reason, when we have a retreat, there's always a few accountants. Oh, really? <laughs> because many times um, people follow what their parents had in mind for them. Yes. It's not only your story, of course, raising horses and ballet sounds, you know. But honestly, um, I actually thought of doing accounting early and I did maths instead. But I also, when I was little, I wanted to be a hairdresser and a skiing teacher. And I went through a whole set of things. Um, but to many times, um, well, you know, it's a safe option. Yeah. A lot of it has to do with the safe option, right? Yeah. Um, maybe your mother actually had a dream to be a ballerina herself. She did. Yes. <laughs> right. I think that's another thing. Parents want to do the, their, their kids to do what they didn't have the opportunity to do. Yes. Um, well, for all the parents out there, it's very important to be aware of this in their own lives, reflecting on it. And so that they don't repeat the same with their own children. Yeah. Um, we, I see it a lot. People have, chosen the safe option or the option that their parents chose for them and not feel, not doing what they wanted to do. And then what we get to is unfortunately the situation where people work in a job that they don't really like, but it pays the bills and it yeah. pays their lifestyle or for whatever, to whatever extent. And they live for the weekend, which I think is a real pity because yeah. if we can do what we really love to do, and um, sometimes people tell me, but you don't get holidays. You don't have weekends. And I'm like, well, if I do what I love to do, what's the difference if it's a Sunday or a Monday? Yes. Like, if you love to do the things 
that you do on the weekends and you could do this the whole week around what's the point of having a weekend separately like you know i'm like instead of saying i don't have holidays well i work really hard but um, it's not that i don't have holidays it's rather i enjoy myself all the time isn't that a thousand times better yes Exactly. exactly. <laughs> but I think it's extremely common that people follow um, parents' dreams out of, um, well, depending on how, how pushy the parents are, but even out of fear, even if the parents are not pushy, yeah. in, out, of a, uh, out of a desire to please the parents. Yeah, yeah, I agree, I agree. But the good, the good news is that especially now, with, in this um, era of a lot of change, it's not anymore that people have jobs for life. Um, and there's a lot of information available for free online. You can study in your own times, um, which wasn't able, which wasn't possible before um, to the same extent. Um, people can keep developing their passions even after work until they've built it up to such a point that it can support them and their life. And then they can let go of the job that they really didn't like. You know, now the, there are those possibilities, but it depends very much on if someone has the flexibility of mind yes. and the courage and the confidence to do it. Yeah. So well, and the determination really, because meaning studying and developing your passion after work means maybe less time on television. Yes. <laughs> TV. So just to, to finish up um, yeah. with the retreats you do, the self-development things like that, mm -hmm. give us one tip or one example or one baby step that we can think about to help us try and find this this balance of inner and outer success to try and make our success more representative of who we really are inside and mm. to be holistic because for me that's the key to everything that it's yeah. holistic um, one step would be, um, spending a day, well, the timing is flexible, of course, but spending a good amount of time alone, disconnected and, um, reflect, reflect on what, like you said earlier, reflect on the things that you used to dream about, the things you, you wanted to do, the things that really, um, uh, that you're passionate about the things that give you joy yeah. the ways in which you like to make other people happy the like really a deep self-reflection and disconnected from your own environment disconnected online i mean offline and i was going to use a spanish but uh, um <laughs> offline and uh with pen and paper only yeah. because just to keep it dreamy also doesn't work when we write things down, we are forced to put one thought after the other. Yes. But to really start with a self-reflection. Yeah. I would take it one step further with you saying, uh, write it down. I'd say create a vision board. Yeah. Because those as well, starting with writing it down and getting the ideas is, you're absolutely right. It's the best way of doing it because you can really create some things that are totally you but then if you put them on a vision board that you see yeah. regularly it yeah. reinforces it and it helps you ask more questions about yourself and I think this is the key 
for for those of you that want to maybe question where you're going, maybe bring a bit more fulfillment, a bit more of the real you into your life. It's about letting things come from deep inside you and looking at them and analyzing them and let them float through your brain rather than being too rigid. Exactly like you're saying, Didi, I think that's a great idea. One key point is don't put limits on your dreams. Yes. And we're talking here about dreams about your passion, not about what well, I want, a big villa, etc., etc. I mean, yeah. that's easy if you, well, easy. I mean, you may not even need it anymore when you're really passionate about what you do. Yes. Um, but don't put limits on it's like, oh, but that's not possible. Who am I to think like that? When you catch yourself having those thoughts, yeah. write those down as well, because that's something you need to work on. Yes. And when I say writing down, I don't necessarily mean line after line. It can be a mind map or can yeah. be... Or when you draw or when you, I mean, whatever way comes easily for you. Yes. Yeah, perfect. Okay. Well, thank you, Didi. I think that we've really covered the, the first parts of the difference between inner and outer success and how that we can try and work on these ourselves. So yeah. thank you for all your input. Thank you. Well, even in the weeks, oh, sorry to interrupt you. Even in the in the in the months that are coming, when we talk about um, uh, keys of the things of emotions or of yoga, etc., that has a large influence on the inner success. Yes. Yep. Definitely. Well, I know meditation and yoga. Um, mm. I do yoga every morning, and mm. I meditate every evening. Uh, mm. And believe me, when Someone told me I should start meditating. I nearly fell off my chair laughing, the idea of me meditating. <laughs> but now I find it wonderful. I don't do very long. I only do 10 minutes, but it really helps. But I would say I have more creative ideas and more peace coming into me from the yoga that I do. I find it really inspires me mentally. I mean, it also makes me feel good physically, but yeah. it inspires me mentally. So I yeah. would also recommend anyone take up yoga. <laughs> anyway, yeah. thank you all for listening in. Thank you, Didi. Um, My pleasure. You'll be able to hear us on the first Wednesday of every month here on Women Up Radio. And we strongly support Didi's movement that she started recently. Mujer Despierta. And Didi, do you want to tell us very quickly what, what it's about, how it helps? Mujer Despierta is Spanish for um, women awake or awakened women. Actually, in yeah. Spanish, it can mean both. Yeah. Um, and it's a movement we started in order to um, raise the consciousness, awareness of women, um, give them the tools and the awareness to change their lives, to empower them to live lives happily without having to, uh, without the limits of um, the boundaries that they're often given um, yeah. and without having to give up their feminine nature as well, which is something um, we can talk about in one of the future sessions as well. Um, and really it's an empowerment, but not only the empowerment in terms of career, although financial independence is really important, but rather the empowerment of um, freedom of choice, yes. of um, uh, confidence, self-esteem, yes. inner peace and happiness as the base for all of that. Yes. 
This is why Women Up and Mujer Despierta go so well together yeah. because you have the Spanish and the English ideas um, mm. and we all are aiming for the same thing. So it's yep. brilliant. Next month, we're going to be talking about health, fitness, wellness and balance. So I think next month is going to be fascinating. Anyway, thank you very much and speak to you next month. Welcome to Beyond the Bottom Line on the future of women's awakening, fulfillment and success with Anna Letitia Cook of Women Up Limited and Didi Ananda Rashmika of Mujer Despierta. 